Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, happy Thanksgiving. I hope yes. wherever you are, American you and yours are healthy and happy. Everyone is thankful for making it through the nightmare of a year we've had. Um, we ain't I'm there thankful. yet, honey. <laughs> yeah, there's more And also, to go. happy belated Thanksgiving to our Canadian friends. Apparently, that was like a month ago. Oh, yeah. You guys did it. You made it. Um, so, yeah, we're recording this everybody, today. the drinks you want, the food you want, and maybe even if you're lucky, you, uh, the family, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people's travel did get canceled, which probably the right call on a lot of fronts, but I, I know a lot of people... I'm I'm actually excited to have a, a low key chill, just my immediate family Thanksgiving. It's a lot less stressful just cooking for like four. It's gonna be hard going the other way. After having a very chill Thanksgiving next year, doing a doing it up again is gonna be like, oh man, that was that was kind of nice. <laughs> I can already tell. <laughs> Um, because this week has been chill. Usually this week I'm scrambling. We're like, man, we I got we gotta figure out time to record the pod and get it up. And you know, and then you know, there's all this stuff going on, and I'm traveling, I'm flying. What day are you flying? You know, what are you driving? What day, you know, it, none of that this year. So um, we're recording this a day early. It is Tuesday evening. Um, and yeah, I'm I mean, I'm very much looking forward to um the Thursday football games. Hopefully they are all played. Uh, we don't know yet if we'll get three out of these three games off. Um, but overall, a uh, decent slate for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it's easy to enjoy football on Thanksgiving regardless of the matchups. But this is this is fine, right? It's been 20 years of watching bad Lions games for me, man. I, I'm used to it. It is what it is. Yeah. The Cowboys were, you know, there's been some good Cowboys teams. I've had plenty of good Thanksgiving game memories. There's been the the effed up coin toss. That was hilarious. Uh, Randy Moss laying one on Dallas. Mm-hmm. Just like the, the mess that was the turducken, the, the galloping gobbler, atrocity yeah. of a trophy. Like Thanksgiving, it does have a special feel to it with these games. And I was kind of pissy when they added the third game, but now it's like, you play all 15 i don't care <laughs> <laughs> the uh the one you left out was the best one of them all the most memorable thanksgiving game of them all miami dallas in the snow uh with the oh, yeah. you know leon let goes for the fumble at the end gives miami a second chance to kick the game winning field goal that one was just wild um all right well uh let's i guess i mean what are your plan what are your plans you got big food alcohol plans yeah, I, uh, the the turkey is almost thawed. It will be brining for a full day in a brine sent to us. Well, they sent it to you, and then you passed it on to me, which was funny because I was about to start looking for recipes. But yeah, scalloped corn, which uh, a couple people I posted my menu already. People, multiple people asked what scalloped corn is. It's like scalloped potatoes, but with corn. You know, there's like a, it's like a casserole. It's like a bake. And my wife, it's a family dish of hers. And when they were kids, it's good. Like, it's it's amazing. It tastes so good. It's got this sweetness to it. And she called it good corn when she was little. Because she <laughs> liked it. So she just, co- so like, we still just call it good, good like, corn. Her, yeah, her family just calls it good corn because that's what the kids called it. Like, oh, yeah, the good corn. So it's, like it. it's scalp corn, but it's she calls it good corn. Kids like it. So 
some of that, and then the usual, the stuffing, the potatoes, the whiskey, uh, you know, a little of this, a little of that, some veggies. It should be a good spread with some dessert and football. And, uh, yeah, this is funny that somebody messaged us on Twitter. Not messaged, like straight up just tweeted at us. H-E Penny Packer. I don't think you realized what, like, you you sent this message at 635 Central. Like, we were getting on five minutes later to start recording. Like, you, it was the governor's call at midnight. Like Got just, it in right under the wire. Barely, he, and he had no Save that damn turkey's life. Yeah. So read, read if you want to read that tweet. Yeah. If we haven't already recorded the podcast, we should uh, do a quick segment on your cocktail drink of choice for Thanksgiving. What do you got going? You're in, you're in the bar, right? You're in the bar. Yeah, people can't see. But yeah, I, I do still have the... If you're watching live, usually Andy is in a very fucking cool looking bar. We don't really do... I don't really do anything fancy with whiskey outside of like an old-fashioned, a cloudy, uh, maybe a, a sour. I don't really care for whiskey sours all that much unless it's... Yeah, that's for bad whiskey. Like, oh... You have you have Canadian Club, like yeah, I'll have a whiskey, I'll have a Canadian or a, you know a whiskey sour, so maybe maybe something along like it's something along those lines, but it's probably just going to be a combination of I'm going to pour whiskey into a glass and drink it, or I'm going to pour whiskey into a glass with an ice cube and drink it, and that'll probably be my entire day there, and I think we have some Coors Banquet beers in the fridge too, maybe I'll have a uh, beer with the turkey, but. Yeah, I'm not making a fancy cocktail unless it's just uh, the one with the simple syrup and the bitters. Okay. I should buy an orange, I guess. Okay. Well, it is brown liquor season. Uh, orange is worthy. Uh, I'm going to tip my hat to um, a classic cocktail. Classic. I love Manhattan. I love just a bourbon on the rocks, a rye on the rocks, you name it. Um, but I'm going to step it up a bit and recommend the Boulevardier. Have you ever had one of those? That's, you made up a word. I didn't make up a word. A boulevardier, you can use bourbon or rye. I prefer a rye. I like a heavy rye, like a high high octane rye. Um, and then you uh, you do two parts rye, uh, one part sweet vermouth, uh, preferably Carpano Antica, and one part Campari. Uh, it's an easy recipe to remember. It doesn't matter how drunk you are. It's two, a one, Negroni one with is, whiskey. It's a, it's a Negroni with rye. Exactly right. Except you double. It, Negroni is one, one, one. This yeah, is two one two one one okay. Um, and and I have uh, a, I you do a twist a twist of an orange peel for a garnish. And always remember when you after you take your orange peel, you gotta exercise it over the glass. Give it a little. People cannot see your hands. I'm telling you this. Okay, you know you no, gotta give I'm not the making, orange peel. I, I, I exercise it over the glass and get the orange. Get the you want the orange mist to sweat into that glass. Um, and I prefer a stirred Boulevardier. And then pour it up in a martini glass. Um, great cocktail. I'll be having one of those at halftime as we're enjoying the Houston Texans throttling the Detroit Lions. I did buy a different bottle the other day. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I did uh, I did buy a different bottle the other day um, because, well, shit, Jesus, I don't even want to bring up the Rittenhouse disaster. Like the, 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 I bought the wrong oh. bottle on the wrong day and I was getting all kinds of shit. And it's funny cause it was the left that was attacking me. And like the last time I actually got semi-political was when I supported the NBA, uh, when they protested and didn't play those games and I got it from the other side. So it doesn't matter what I do. Like one side is uh one side of the political spectrum is attacking Andy for his, 
for his Twitter. That one was accidental. That I was watching a movie with the family, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people replying. Maybe some people have some whiskey racks, and one guy's like, you piece of shit scum. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like, what, what happened? That was one of the more aggressive. Uh, a couple, like, a couple of people didn't even believe time. me. Like, no, you did this on purpose. Like, wow, yeah. I need to I need to. There was somebody who was like, you're down with the struggle of the white man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I know. It. It, was, it was rough. But anyway, so that, wow. that Rittenhouse was only like 25 bucks. Yikes. So I bought a different bottle, too, and I, I'll take a picture of that. This is This one got me. Like, it got me with the gimmick. I'll, uh, I'll have to send a picture out of that. I haven't even tried it yet. I haven't opened it. I haven't had a chance yet. So mm. I'm going to have uh, three or four different kinds of rye and then lots of food. On Saturday, I got a new rye as well. The Pikesville it is a 110 proof, and it was outrageously good, although it got me drunker than I've been in a very long time. And But that was fun. It was fun. Uh, everything worked out fine. Uh, no one got hurt uh, except for, you know, killed a few brain cells and, you know, Damage the liver a little bit, um, but the Pikesville, the Pikesville ride, man, I could not recommend that more highly. It was so good. I will share a picture of that as well. Um, but yeah, check out the Boulevardier if you haven't already. It's basically a Negroni except rye instead of gin, and two one one instead of one one one. And check out rye with ice. And I prefer <laughs> I prefer one big ice cube because less well a bunch of little ice cubes turns into water. Like one yeah, big right. ice cube has much less surface area. It doesn't melt very fast. And I drink it fast enough where I usually can do two drinks with one giant ice cube before it gets small. I like it. All right. All right. Well, good work. Let's talk about uh, Thanksgiving uh, and a game that will be well underway as I tip my first cocktail on Thanksgiving. Uh, Detroit Lions get the, get the, they always get the early spot as far as I can remember, at least as far back as I can remember. Um, and they're playing, the Houston Texans this year. I do not have this in front of me, but I'm going to guess this is the Texans' first ever Thanksgiving game. Did they play Dallas one year, maybe? In the Brock did. Osweiler era? Um, either way, uh, this is uh, this is a new feel. New, you know, This is a very unusual matchup. I don't really remember any uh, Texans-Lions matchups of, year, of years past. Obviously, they play every four years, but this is not one that was very memorable. And um, you know, I, there is a whiff. There is a whiff of an. There is an angle. There's a whiff in this game that I like, um, and it all kind of hinges on the way the Texans have played the last four weeks. They're clearly playing like a, uh, um, you know, eight this, nine win team. This Maybe is a re- this is a Thanksgiving Day rematch. Houston it is? went to yes. I can't. I, I'm actually embarrassed for us for the podcast for the brand. This is, I did not, I just went to Wikipedia and I started Googling Houston. The Oilers played a bunch, but the Texans' first Thanksgiving game was in 2012, and it was again at Ford Field up there. Maybe it was called something different at that point. Who knows? I don't think that's still Silverdome days, but it was a 34 31 overtime thriller. And I think that's right by me. That's the only game that Houston has ever played. This current was the year you said 2012? 2012. So Stafford was involved. Uh, unless he was hurt that year, I guess. Um, the quarterback for the Texans was... Man. Uh, was it Matt Schaub? I mean, this is long enough ago where it wasn't like David... It's not like David Carr years. It was Schaub. Schaub Stafford. Schaub Schaub. Schaub Stafford. Day. 315. That was good for a hot minute there. Stafford <laughs> threw the ball 61 times. 
Mikel LaShore scored the first touchdown if you had that touchdown prop that day. Oh, shit. <laughs> on, 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 to, on to modern times, though. This game that, is kind of a mess. That was, was their only – that was their virgin and only Thanksgiving Day appearance. Yeah, so they are, right? the Texans – don't forget that if you were – if you were into trends, which I'm not like anti-trends, I'm anti-shitty trends, but if you were a trend guy, Houston, undefeated on Thanksgiving thus far, and I think they probably stay that way. Uh, it was looking like we were going to see Galladay in. And again, remember, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so we don't have super up-to-date in- in- injury info that we'll have on Wednesday afternoon. But it was looking like Galladay in, Swift out as Swift was still fighting the concussion protocol. And now it's it's leaning more towards the other way, where I think it's looking, uh, as of Tuesday afternoon, Galladay did not practice, and that's bad, bad, bad for this Detroit offense. Stafford still has a torn th- ligament in his thumb. That's not healing overnight. A Without Galladay, a thigment ligament. Yeah, it's a thick ligament with two Cs. He's, he's not the same quarterback with, I mean, how bad is the Carolina defense? They got shut out, man. They intercepted the team in the end zone twice and lost 20 to nothing. It's just not – AP couldn't run. Uh, maybe they can get it going a little more swift but if he does play. But without Galladay, I have no, no intentions of putting any sort of hope that the Lions win this game, even at the current line. I would think the play here might be just Houston and the points – even though you know it's a small, it's a small favorite, but I played the under. I'm pretty happy. We with got that. the good, we got a good under, and if, if Galladay's out, I'm very happy with that under. I'm double dipping on this, by the way. I'm doing Houston, and I'm playing the under. I think this is a. I think they're the correlated. On, yeah, I think they're correlated, and I think um, you really are. Um, you really are talking about a just a um, just in, just everything's falling apart in Detroit. I mean, is this? I mean, you know. Is there going to be a prop up? Is this uh, Patricia's last game as head coach of the Lions? There was one earlier in the week. I mentioned this somewhere that he was plus two seventy five. He was still <sighs> second favorite. Like I don't even know why. They oh, to be next coach fired. Next coach fired. Hmm. I'm not sure why they even list Gase anymore. Like it's it's just not happening, guys. So take him off there. He's safe. It's silly. So um, NFL future. I'm not sure if it's in futures or props hmm. or what, but. I did see a lineup on this. It might be under just some goofy props. It was like bet online, I believe. Well, um, I, I don't I don't know that I I mean, I don't support Patricia retaining his job. I don't think he's done a good job. I don't think he's I mean he lost this locker room his first freaking year coaching. And yet here he is in year three. They've given him all the chances. He moved in the world. to minus one so he minus he moved to minus one fifty. <laughs> ah, interesting. Somebody's uh, getting ahead of getting ahead of it a little bit. Um, okay. Well, I don't hate I don't hate it. Uh, all right. So yeah, we bet this on the Sunday opener stream. I fully Houston, support your your move there today on the Pinnacle Pod. Um, Dr. Eric made some good cases for Houston as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, it, what, what you really have to recognize is um, Deshaun Watson is so good that he's succeeding in spite of all of the terrible things that have happened in Houston this year. 
in spite of having no support from his offensive coordinator in terms of running a plus CV game plan, in spite of having half of an offensive line that can play well, in spite of having Bill O'Brien strip this team of talent over the last handful of years, take away his top receiver. He is still performing at an all pro level. It is awesome to see um, over the last four games. I was shocked by this, but over the last four games, Houston is playing as well as Indianapolis, Buffalo, uh, Arizona Cardinals. They're playing better than Tennessee. They're playing better than the Chargers. They're playing better than the quarterbacks Bucks, an important Ravens, position. Browns. I mean, it's yeah. And, and that's the thing too, like to close on this game, Patricia versus a good quarterback. That's not, he's, he can't game plan for that. They're dead. Yeah. Dead, yeah. Dead, dead. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I, and um, also, so after the next two games, take a quick pause. I do not a pause. Like we're not stopping the podcast, but I do have some, some things to talk about once we get through these three. Uh, what's the second is Washington, Dallas, the afternoon. Yes, game. it is. That's the sandwich one. You want to tee that one up? Yeah, so Washington and Dallas did have a scary situation today with a coach. Um, we might know more about this by the time the podcast comes out, but it sounds like a coach had a serious medical emergency. The rumors were even worse than that at first, so who knows what's happening there. They did cancel activities for the day here on Tuesday. We'll see what comes of that Wednesday, and hopefully everything's all right. This game goes off without a hitch, and hopefully that that coach is healthy. Um, after we all, you know, everything hashes out here. But, yeah, Dallas is a two-and-a-half juicy or a cheap three favorite at home versus the football team in a battle amongst the leaders in this division for the division, really. I think Philly Philly doesn't have a great chance to win their game on Monday night. So, essentially, if you get this win, you're probably, you're probably just sitting there tied with uh, – well, the I mean the Giants, the Giants probably win now because they do face Finley. But getting this win gives you a leg up in this division race, and somebody's going to the playoffs, man. One of these horrid teams, and God, it might be Dallas. Uh, Dalton played a bad defense without a pass rush. We looked that up today. Minnesota's leading sacks getter for the year doesn't even play for the team anymore. Then the next sacks leader has like three. It's a linebacker. Uh, Eric Wilson, I think. So, I mean, th- this is not a team that can get a pass rush against a bad offensive line. So you are going f- to a stark contrast in style from the front four. You're going to see pressure from the Washington front. But if Dalton has figured something out and over the bye there, built some rapport with these receivers, this could be a kind of a really stupid team, like a like a really, 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 really shitty Kansas City because obviously this is not Patty Mahomes, and these are not, but they're still, they're really good receivers who can get separation, catch balls, score, and they're a terrible defense. Like it's like, the, it's like the worst version of Kansas City you could ever imagine. And that, that kind of scares me as a team. Like I feel like Dallas wins this division, wins a playoff game, and then just gets you know, throttled by somebody. Doesn't it seem like the team that wins the NFC East is going to win a fucking division or a playoff game against someone stupid? And a, t- a team that can a team that can score points is dangerous. Like if they can just outscore they, Minnesota's offense has been humming, and they they put some hits. They put some hits on those players. Like they were playing very physical. Like Dallas was into it. You, you could tell they weren't a team that had like quit on the season. 
Like that defense especially was into it. And yeah, they got burnt a few times and Minnesota has some good weapons and Cousins has been playing well of late. But like Dallas seemed to care and I think they might win this division. It starts here. Mm. Um, that's that said, I'm not betting this game. Gross. I mean the right now the playoff seed the playoff picture in the NFC is looking pretty crystallized. Yeah, it's just one of one of these four teams and then the rest of it, yeah, it's pretty set up. I mean, it's pretty crystallized outside of the NFC East. Yeah. Um, I think well, you're going to have it is. three, I mean, it's three just, NFC West teams team. are going to get in. Saints and Bucks, yeah. Packers, and somebody's got to, somebody has to win out of this mess. Um, I don't have a good feel one way or the other. I can't bet into this market anymore. Uh, I didn't get out of my Philly position soon enough. Uh, and, uh, you Th- that's, know, I, and that's but, where I wanted to go with honestly, this. I'm, last thing I'll say on this. Yeah. If you if you want to bet Dallas here, Dallas, there's places where they're two to plus two twenty five to win the division. That's a better play, yeah. If you really want to lay points with Dallas here, maybe just take that price to win the division instead. I feel like it'll be Dallas and the Giants leading the division once it all settles after this weekend. Yeah, because I mean so, Dallas I, gets I think, Baltimore next week. Baltimore's still going to have a billion COVID issues going on with their team. Um, who knows if they're back to full strength? So you know things did get the the world turned on a dime for Dallas last weekend with that uh, with that upset over the Vikings, really. Um, and yeah, but I don't I don't know that I agree with your sentiment that da- you know I think Dallas can sneak in. Yes, I think two twenty five is a good play. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't I'm think- kind of tongue in cheek saying they're going to beat someone, I, I, but yeah. they're they're I think at minimum they put a scare into someone. You know, they, they probably they lose by a touchdown, but it's like. Man, they they were they were down by three going into the fourth quarter versus like a good team here because the the, their offense is just clicking. The proverbial team you want to play is Arizona because Kyler Murray's never made a playoff start in his life. But Arizona went into Dallas earlier this season, pulled their damn pants down. <laughs> so not a great matchup <laughs> for your Dallas Cowboys. No. Uh, although, yeah, that's going to be. I mean, you know that that's going to be a funny one because what what's Arizona going to be in that game? Like minus. Five minus six. That's fair. On the road, Kyler Murray making his first start. Yikes! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they put a scare into somebody. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um. I'll probably. I I can see my. I can see the market overreacting and having a Dallas ticket around one playoffs. Yeah. I don't have any action on this game either. I should, can we find a fun prop way to play this game at least so that let's, there's something cooking. Yeah, let's wait until after the Baltimore game and I'll get into that. Okay. All right. Very, very cool. Um, let's move on to the Baltimore game. So I'll tee this one up. Corona. The Pittsburgh Stillers are undefeated and they are playing the Ravens for the second time. This is a game we've been looking forward to for most of the season just because Baltimore Pittsburgh games are so good anyway. Um, and they're fun to handicap and they should always be considered relatively coin flip games because these teams play each other so close. I'm not sure if you knew this, Andy, but um, there's no love lost between these two teams. You could probably, I, you know, one of these teams has a very good record, but when they play, I would throw the records out. That's fair. I think that's totally fair. Um, but you know what else you can throw out for this game? Uh, about half of the Ravens Most roster. Of Ravens roster. <laughs> so a that's a problem. Uh, Brandon Williams not being out, that's a problem. Uh, we learned during the Patriots game how important Clay Campbell and Brandon Williams are to this Ravens team because guess what? They're not great at stopping the run outside of those two players. And, 
you know, Pittsburgh, while they can't necessarily run, they certainly are not going to be able to Baltimore is not going to be able to generate much of a pass rush against one of the best offensive lines in football. Ben Roethlisberger getting the ball out of his hands so damn fast. It may not matter. Anyway, Pittsburgh played one of their worst games of the season the first time they played Baltimore and they still won. So it is tough for me to see that you get the same minus, uh, you know, same less than expected performance out of Pittsburgh for the second time in a row against this team. Uh, and that's what it's going to take for them not to cover this number, in my opinion, given how short-handed the Ravens are going to be. To a degree, Lamar Jackson needs to figure out a way to complete passes down the sidelines or he is going to continue to find himself in this murky middle among NFL quarterbacks and difficult to recapture his MVP level from last season. It is frustrating to see how many teams have quote unquote figured it out and are effectively running the same defensive schemes that Tennessee did last year in the playoffs. And it's working effectively this year because there is absolutely no chemistry between Lamar Jackson and his wide receiving core. He has one pass play. It is to Mark Andrews. That is a pass play that Fitzpatrick is going to sit on. Make of Fitzpatrick's going to be sitting on that play. The Baltimore, I mean, the Pittsburgh linebackers were ready for that pass last game. They got two picks on those sort of intermediate, uh, toward you know, middle of the field to the uh, towards the sidelines, uh, um, bailout routes that Lamar absolutely loves. Lamar, without the offensive line push he was getting from Yonda and Staley last season, is now nowhere near as effective on the ground. He's getting hit more than he was last season, which I hate. Uh, and it is looking more and more likely that this is a lost season for the Ravens, not that they're going to round themselves into form over their last five weeks when they have an easy schedule and be a nightmare in the playoffs. I'm losing hope. Uh, are you um, in the same? Are you in the yeah, same? I, I, don't, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a ton to add to that. This game, I bet it at three. Um, I got lucky. I want to say, I, and I mentioned this earlier when I talked to Eric, uh, I did get lucky a little that, and maybe I don't, maybe they don't play this game and my whole number's dead, but I have a minus three in a game that's been bet out quite a bit past that at this point now. It is oh yeah. When'd you bet that? I don't five and a half. We bet it on the Sunday opener. Oh, bullshit. Time. I would have remembered. Join us on Sunday. <laughs> I'm but with you, if you, that was a great boy. you know, you can say, oh, well, you couldn't predict this COVID. Couldn't I? Like they had two, they had two running backs with uh, COVID last. Like when the team has it, like the odds of them having it again the next week and maybe worse, is better. Like it, I'm not saying that was like my angle. I my numbers and just the injuries and how Pittsburgh's playing compared to Baltimore right now at this point in the season. I thought three was silly anyway, but like a, a little part of me was like, well, maybe it turns out like the Raiders and they just have somebody every week that's COVIDed. I could have never obviously seen how it gone this far. And I guess my last question to you on this game, is it a three o'clock or a, a noon game on Sunday? <laughs> I They might move this. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be quite a disappointment if there's no nighttime, if there's no nightcap. The, the people want the night scope know, with, with so the drunk, drunk deep dive hosts. Way. We so might too, if, if they, here's my promise to you guys, the listeners, the loyalists, the people who've hung with us. If they move this game to Sunday, we'll just do a scope of us drinking and talk oh, yeah. to you. Like 30 minutes of overtime. All overtime. All overtime. That's a All great overtime. call. All overtime. 
All right, so we won't spend a ton of time on this because we spent a ton of time on whiskey, and I forgot we don't have buys this week. So there's a lot of games. That's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of games I don't have a take on. Yeah, there. That's true. There's gonna be a few we skip. So on uh, Bet Online has done this, and I'm sure you'll see this at other books. I would think DraftKings would do something like this. They love fun props, but basically, there's a market between all six quarterbacks who will have the most passing yards on Thanksgiving. They've taken receiving yards and given us, you know, the top 15 wide receivers and tight ends. They've done most rushing yards and given us the top, it looks like, 10 running backs. Highest margin of victory, will it be over 14.5 points or less than in, you know, the, the three games? Over under 13 points for 13.5 uh, for most least points scored by one team, most points scored by one team, least points scored by one game, under over 35 um, least which team will score the fewest points of the six, which team will score the most points, and then a Lamar Deshaun rushing yards prop, which is stupid because it's Lamar minus 300, and then just a yes-no overtime. So if you do want to get involved in Thanksgiving outside of, and you don't have a take on these games, there are some going to be some fun props like that, and I, we won't go through all of them, but I, I think the passing yards one's worth a look. Okay, I have an I have my eye on somebody that I think is mispriced. Do you? Do you also? I kind of, I kind of want to put like uh, more more Cowboys love for me. But you're feel, okay. You're feeling Dalton, huh? Like Dalton or Roethlisberger should be, and they're not the, like the first five are the same. Like they're they're not big price prices, but where yeah, like, where did Stafford you say these should, were? Uh, bet online. I, I'm not seeing this. Am All right, go under under futures at yeah. the bottom, and then uh-huh. th- NFL Thanksgiving. Oh, you're on the old site. I am. Yeah, oh, that's the problem. Okay. All right, all right. Deshaun Watson is plus two seventy five. Stafford three to one. Alex Smith plus three fifty. I got him. I got him up now. Yeah, so um, Dalton, so Dalton shouldn't Dalton. be fifth favorite. Either Smith or Dalton is going to be the guy here. Yep, it's that game. God, Lamar Jackson is plus seven hundred. It's almost worth taking just to get, not against I, that defense. No, you can't. You can't touch that. So I, I might, I might. That might be my Cowboys bet. Instead of betting the Cowboys, I might bet them to win the division and Andy Dalton to throw the most yards. On so Thursday. the beauty of this is that Watson and Stafford, I think, both go under their yardage prop. I think that's an under game. So and they're at the top of the market. Roethlisberger, I can't see the Steelers really needing to throw a lot in the second half of that one, especially if they're winning in the trenches on both sides of the football. Saying everything um, you read, it's like it's like you're reading a transcript <laughs> in my mind here. That's why, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm it's not. Super be Dalton or Smith. It, yeah, I'm an, I want you want I want Smith. Okay, we're going head to head on our yardage prop. I'm going to take Smith. You take Dalton. You know why? Here's my angle. Here's my angle. I want Smith because I think the Cowboys are going to be, be up early, and I think the Redskins are going to have to play catch up. I think a lot of the um, the game state that saw Alex Smith perform. Passed more yards than Bryson DeChambeau drove his longest drive at the Masters. That same game state, I think, is in play here for the Cowboys game. And I, I think Alex little, is going to be throwing a lot of football. I clicked the little risk max limit button just $50. to see. Well, I wanted to see if it would put up 25 or 50. You could bet oh, 250. 250. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. That is actually uh, kudos. Nice. A little, that was a little surprise. 
If only they would grade the election wagers, you cowards. One of these Grade days. the election wagers. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. I would be betting that. I would be max playing this if you would just grade the election wagers, please. Yep. All right. So I just um, played a little Andy Dalton plus 375. You're right, uh, right, Alex Smith right. plus I'm 350. In, I'm in on I Alex those, Smith. I might, I might yeah. play them both. All right. Well, uh, no, it'd be more fun for the uh, entertainment. If, All right. Um, well, I only uh, wink. I only played one. <laughs> You're on Andy Dalton. I'm on Alex Smith. I think the Cowboys win, probably cover, but I think Alex Smith is going to throw quite a Come, lot. Of yeah, touchdowns. being actually, being actually you know what? Speaking of top performers, what's Terry McLaurin's top receiving yards? Because he's he's the, he's the guy. Oh, he's the favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shit. Well, yeah, he's six to one. It, it sucks. His price sucks there. And six the, the Cowboys still not. Crazy. It's not terrible, but there's three games and a lot of receivers. Like, I'm, I'm again. I'd like to throw out the the Houston game completely, and then the ball gets spread around so much in Dallas that I'm kind of looking at like who's the second guy in. Is it CD or is it is it uh, Gallup? Oh no, who's the second guy in Washington? Like, oh, I want to oh, oh, oh. bet on like JD McKissick. Oh God, he's and he's terrible. not listed. He's terrible. Who is the second? Like who is the second targets. highest? Who is the second highest wide receiver in that Lions game? Um, it goes Cooks then Fuller. Okay. No, 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 no. I meant um, when they played the Lions and uh, and Alex Smith had four hundred yards passing. His top two targets were McLaurin and Kissick. Although Kissick only had forty three yards. Yeah, Kissick had like fifteen targets yeah, for forty Alex, yards. Alex Smith really spread it out in that game. He was ninety five to McLaurin, forty three to McKissick, sixty six to Logan Thomas, fifty nine to Isaiah Ray. They, Maybe Logan Thomas. Not they're crazy. not listing Logan Thomas, dude. He's not up there. Is Field on there, or is this is if somebody from the field hits, is that an infinity hole? Free roll. Oh man! Free rolling out. I hate. I, I hate I, that. The, the thing is here, and it'll say listed. Oh, here, uh, listed competitors only. I think it. Oh, okay, okay. Someone else. Okay. Okay. Or just the top. It's gonna. They're gonna grade it as the top of these guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, whoever yeah. whoever gets the most out of these. <clears throat> that's interesting. Okay. All right. All right. No one else really. Me. No one else. Why is dead? Why is Des Bryant listed? Is he? On, is he on the Ravens? He had he had a few catches the other day. Is he on the Ravens now? Yes. Oh, Do you not okay. watch the Ravens game? Uh, I missed that Des Bryant was out there. He had he had like four catches, I think. In the Titans. Man, I missed that. That was him. I don't even. I, I this is new. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He Des Bryant had five targets, four catches for twenty-eight yards. Oh yeah, I missed that altogether. Wow. He had one lane Yikes. along the sidelines. So it wasn't bad. So. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, good for him back in the league. He's a young man relative to, you know, he should be, he, he should, you know, he's younger than Jason Pierre-Paul, who's still an impactful player. We learned last night. Um, all right. Well, let's move to the Sunday game. Sound good? Got oh, yeah. a, got, got, that got a health, healthy, healthy serving of, uh, of stuffing and turkey there. Move on to uh, Sunday. Yeah. Our favorite, uh, one of our favorite teams that we enjoyed a Sunday with was Las Vegas playing our least favorite team of all time, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, gross. Like just, I, I just want, I don't even want to talk about this game. Like, I need uh, to talk about it because I need all. you to stop me from doing something stupid yeah, here. That's fine. Go ahead. This is a let, this is an enormous letdown spot for the Raiders. Enormous. Really, really enormous. They just played on Sunday in football against the chiefs. They played up. Everyone in that game was playing their damn ass off. And this defense still stinks. 
The the, the look ahead line was a pick em. That was fair. This is plus three now. My numbers, every number that I make for this game is telling me to bet the Falcons. But I just got my ass absolutely burned last week. And I I don't I don't know, man. Is uh, Julio going? You have a feel? I think I think everyone's pretty healthy. It's just no, like the, the way that Matt Ryan I think Julio's game. I think Julio's GTD. What uh, for week twelve? I mean, what's the what is the reason? I don't even want to talk about this matchup that much. I want to talk about last week. What was the reason that Matt Ryan was it? Matt Ryan was it the play calling? Was it the team in general not giving shit anymore at this point in the year? How did why did the offense look that bad? It's poorly coordinated. Matt Ryan had a bad day, and they looked they just kind of though. looked like they came off their by sluggish. Like and and yeah, and yeah, right. If you go over the last four weeks, the New Orleans Saints D is the number one defense in the NFL. Period. Yeah. They're playing the best defense right now in the NFL. It has come out of absolutely nowhere because they stunk out loud for the first four weeks of the season. But over the last four weeks, they are number one, better than the Rams, better than your Steelers. It's absolutely crazy. They are they are the top performing defense in the NFL over the last four weeks. So I almost I want to give them a pass. I'm going to end up betting the Falcons here. I'm going to take the three. I mean, my numbers are saying I have to. And I know sometimes I like I will swerve. Um when I'm just like, look, I can't stomach this, even though my I have line value want to play, <laughs> but there's not a lot I like this week, and this game should be a pick 'em. It should. I uh, I pretty much have the same thing in my numbers. <laughs> I have I have I have our timesheet up twice instead of my power numbers. What a what a That's lame move by me. Yeah, it's if if you want to do the whole bounce back let down. This team played over their head. The other team played out of their ass. Like, Atlanta's not that bad. Vegas isn't that good, especially on defense. This would be is – it, is it the double-down double down Trent thing where we – where Atlanta probably should be able to move the ball and you just play Atlanta team total? I think I just well. martingale all the losses I've had on Atlanta the last four years and put – you keep martingaling it, and then when I finally win, it's the, like I'm undefeated on betting on Falcons. undefeated betting on the Falcons. <laughs> I've never lost betting on the Falcons. Um, no, seriously though, the this is a this is we're we're at week flipping twelve, man. We shouldn't have an adjustment that's this big from the look aheads. We shouldn't. It's this, these are known Especially quantities without without well without there haven't been like. Mass injuries to Atlanta like we normally have this yeah, time of year. I, if Julio but, probably doesn't go, and that is some of the you know if you wanted to hang a plus one, you're not getting my money on Atlanta. If you plus two, you're not getting my money. Plus two and a half, I'm probably passing on this. But three, I I can't let it go, man. I, I mean, I, I make Vegas like a one point two point favorite. Yeah, with 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 or without Julio, I don't. Make an adjustment for him. No, no adjustment for him. Okay, you like Ridley and Gage enough that it shouldn't matter. Okay, oh, all right. Well, well, um, what he he's had some injuries throughout the year too. But, um, Shame on me if I lose twice in a row on these clowns. Um, and I don't think my action has anything to do with their outcomes or their performance, but it sure feels like it. <laughs> just just a really good spot for the offense to get it figured out, though. At yeah, home that's true. Versus an atrocious defense. Who, I mean. I think maybe that goes understated based on the last two weeks. Like, oh, Denver didn't do anything. Yeah, Denver sucks shit. 
and oh, like Patrick Mahomes is going to do that against everybody. Yeah, I mean, they won. They won against him once, and you know, people are able to slow that offense down. So yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I you know, I, part of me also wants to give Falcons a pass because they were playing so well going into their bye. You know, like they they had seemed like they had things figured out to a degree heading into the bye, and you know that can cool a team off. We've seen the bye cool a lot of teams off this year. Um, come out playing crappy, uh, and Atlanta is the most recent victim. I don't know why it happens, but it's a sign of poor coaching. And Dirk Cutter, man, he stinks. I can't wait to see him jobless. That's not yeah. a very nice thing to say on Thanksgiving. Week, on the so. holidays, after we did it, we already did it to Patricia. Dirk Cutter, hopefully you hear this, and it inspires you to coordinate your ass off this week. Be the best man you can be. Yeah, let's move on. Um Cardinals taking on the New England Patriots. Fascinating matchup because I'm not 100% sure either defense really has an answer for what the other offense does well. Really. I think that both of these teams are going to move the ball relatively easily in this contest. New England obviously doesn't have a ton to play for. This is a motivational low spot. They effectively got eliminated last week. That was an ugly loss to Houston. Houston's playing well. Uh, This Arizona team is coming in with extra rest, extra time to prepare. They were very, very close to beating the Seattle Seahawks last week. Um, They can't afford to screw around, though. They're on the bubble here for the playoffs. Uh, They see the NFC West slipping through their fingers. They had a very, uh, very, they were leading that division for like a half, for like a hot second. But either way, uh, I think Arizona gets theirs in short order in this one. Um, The Patriots defense, I still have rated quite low. Uh, even though they can cover well, uh, this is and an overspot. Starting to starting to fade. They used to have that identity man. of being able to shut down some receivers. This defense, with all the all the opt outs early in the season, maybe catching up and some of the injuries. Gilmore banged up a little here and there. Uh, yeah, the, the only reason I would stay away from this is the the uncertainty of where I sit on a Tuesday evening with a guy with an AC joint sprain. On the other end, and yes, you think that's legs. you think that's you think that's serious? Because I haven't so, heard any rumors. I, any and that's story. what He's worries me extra more. Time, extra time to rest here. I'm worried more because I haven't heard anything until I see footage of him throwing the ball. I'm assuming that they're hiding something because it's one of those things with a sprain. Yeah, sure, he played. He played, finished the game. He didn't look terrible, but that's the sort of thing that swells up and you cool down. And, like, if his shoulder's swelling up and it's tightening up and he has limited motion, limited mobility, and he comes out there and we see that, I think we're going to feel terrible about having Kyler Murray this game. said his absence from practice was purely precautionary. I feel good. I feel fine. I think that it's makes me feel worse. not surprising Murray is taking it easy early in the week. No, and, and like, even, even if they're fine, like, I think that tells me zero. Like, if yeah, it right. was worse than we thought, he'd be out. If – if they were precautionary, which I don't blame them if if they're not worried and they just be like, well, let's not get them banged up on a goddamn Tuesday. But yeah, until I sure. see him throw the ball, I'm not involved in this game. Um, his motion isn't great anyway, man. I don't know. No, it's I'm not. I'm excited about that. No, it's not. New, I, New England's you know emotion or uh, motivation is like bumpkiss right now. You're, I agree there. You know what else, though? 49 points. I don't need sharp passing Murray because. The Patriots can't stop the run anyway. The Cardinals are going to move the ball 
however they feel like it. Uh, and maybe they don't rush as often because they don't want Murray to take any shots. And if that's the case, then I'm going to feel pretty angry. Um, but they they just have so much more dynamic offense than what the Patriots can currently stop. Uh, I don't see how this one stays under the total. I got in at 49. It's 49 and a half right now. I still think that's a fair play. I think fair total here is 51. Uh, you have any, you're going to take any action on this game or is this an easy skip for you? I agree with you if Murray's looking healthy. Okay. It should be 51. Right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move down to a game that I really want nothing to do with. I'll let you tee this one off. <laughs> yeah. Same. It's ishy. The Giants have been bet out in a lot of it. Uh, I think look ahead was Cincy to be favored here, which obviously we know the reasoning behind the the big move in that off the injury. Unfortunate, further unfortunate that it was multiple ligaments plus some structural damage. That's worse. Hopefully Burrow's uh, ready to go when the season starts next year. I'm not actually super hopeful for that. I think he probably does miss preseason and camp the way that hashed out with just the severity of the knee injury sucks because he was uh, he was a fun player to watch and a young talent that I think was coming along nicely with a pretty horseshit roster. And a big part of the injury was because of the roster, especially, you know, the five guys in front of him. And they didn't, yeah. uh, they didn't have much on the offensive line. They've had injuries on the offensive line to make it further worse and, you went up against a good pass rush. You got rolled up on, and, you know, that's football, and it sucks. Um, Ryan Finley sucks. He's not good. I guess it's tougher to game plan against a guy that you don't have a ton of tape on, but at the same time. Do you remember? Do you remember we, him? Are we laying this many points year? with the goddamn Giants? Yeah, I do remember him. He's bad. Yeah, he was bad. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to talk you out of laying the points with the Giants, but not back in the Bengals. <laughs> no well, no, I can't. Why. I can't do either. Like, uh, I, I can't. It's the Giants. I'm not laying six points on the road with the Giants, but at the same no. time, if if Ryan Finley throws th- three pick sixes, I'm not going to be surprised, and I don't want to be the guy pulling my hair out. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, you're all, all those points are fair. Um, I echo all your sentiment. I. I would like to see – I mean, it, it just sucks that Joe Burrow is – he's good. He's a good quarterback. It sucks that he got hurt. It sucks that he's on the Bengals, really. He could have gone to a better yeah. team. He could have gone to a team with an offensive line. He could have gone to a team with an owner who's going to spend. He could have gone to a team with a coach that had uh, – hey, who had some, some fucking awareness that his offensive line was a problem and crafted a, uh, a, uh, a game plan that protected his young quarterback from this. Um, he could have he could have a coach that had awareness that what didn't keep him out there well past uh, meaningful snaps against the Pittsburgh Steelers the week prior. No, that like, we we brought this up last week. Yes, he was out there for a quarter too long last week. It's You're lucky. Insane. It's insane. It's insane. And I realistically, they need a fresh start there. I'm. I, I heard this. I got to give full credit to our PFF buddies. Um, they brought up the Joe Brady, uh, Joe Burrow reunion for next year. I love that. Get let's move on from the Zach Taylor era. This is not going to work. Uh, oh there's God. nothing the, right about this. Let's get Joe Brady in there. Um, then let's get Penny fun. Penny Sewell, the the top top uh, offensive line prospect out of Oregon, uh, generational tackle. Let's get him in front of Joe Burrow, please. That would be quite nice uh, for future um, entertainment out of the AFC North for sure. Um, don't lay the points with the Giants because of this. The 
the Bengals with Joe Burrow were what three, four points below average. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I could look at. I I did. I purposely didn't adjust this number because I knew I wasn't going to bet this game um, for either team. So I had. So I had heading into last week. I had Cincinnati minus one point five. I have. Yeah. Cincinnati so, was 3.8 below an average. New York was 5.4 below. Okay. Yes. You, you're, you are, you are very close on my numbers. Cincinnati was minus three and a half last week with Joe Burrow. Um, if I downgrade them one standard deviation, they're now uh, minus five uh, against the neutral team, which means, yeah. So basically I would expect them to be five point dogs against uh, an average team on a neutral. They are six-point dogs to the Giants at home. <laughs> so either the Giants are better than an average team, uh, home field advantage is negative for Cincinnati, or this line is inflated by three points because I didn't make enough of an adjustment for Ryan Finley, uh, or you know, just this is basically like an attack attacks on people who are excited about the Giants now. Like it's well, that that's the thing. It's been bet out. Like even yeah, even sure. you know they made the adjustment when they opened it and then it's already been bet out. So like if you wanted the Giants, it's too late at this point. That was an opener slam that you had to hit, and then you could come back if you really wanted to. Once this inevitably gets to like six and a half, no sense betting this now. And then just curious, because uh, our power numbers were close on that, and I know we disagree on a few. What's your what's your most averagest team? You said you know they would be this you know a dog. To an, an average Cleveland team. Browns. Oh my God, my my, it's really close between Cleveland and Minnesota for most closest to zero. I'm a, I'm a, I'm higher on Minnesota than you. I have Minnesota as like a quarter point above average. <clears throat> I'm upweighting them a little bit, I guess, because I downweighted their early season data because of all the rooks. Yeah, uh, and now they got some experience. Um, so I'm at 57% over winning percentage over an average team for Minnesota. I'm at like 51, little little under 51 for Cleveland. Also, uh, also the Chargers very close to a, an average team for me. 51 for the Chargers too. Um, Miami, I'm at 49. Atlanta, I'm at 48. Um, New England, I'm at 48. I got a lot. I got a big bunch right below 50%. There's a lot of not quite average teams in the NFL right now. And then there's a couple nuclear awesome teams named the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, okay, let's move on. I don't think it's worth backing the Giants. I, I, you're right. You needed to hammer that at the open. The ship has sailed. Another one that I think is pretty straightforward to skip is Cleveland-Jacksonville. Cleveland has is still accumulating important injuries. Denzel Ward probably not available in this game, but does Several it matter? Weeks, I'm hearing. Yeah, that's not great. I, I, hopefully they take care of business against the Jaguars and we get an opportunity to fade Cleveland in a future endeavor. Um, Gardner Minshew season is back. His hand is healed, supposedly. Uh, That's got to be an upgrade over Juice Luton. Juice Luton heads back to the European tour. Uh, He had a fun (laughs) little little run as a quarterback in the NFL. It didn't work. Uh, He was awful last two weeks. Um, So Gardner Minshew is probably an upgrade. I would expect... This is one way traffic here for Cleveland. Although Miles My- Garrett is probably not going to be good, not play- not playing either, right? He's not. He's already been ruled out again with COVID. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland is not a good offense. <laughs> but, but and this is something again that I discussed earlier with someone. 
Cleveland's offense is not good. Baker Mayfield is not grading out well. But they've also they, they haven't played a game in good weather in like a month. It's hard to say like, oh, Baker Mayfield yeah, can't throw the point. ball. Well, he's been inside of a a, a, a rainstorm wind, yeah, wind, wind tunnel, tunnel. for <laughs> the better part of they've had three straight home games and like four out of five, I think. And the weather's been shit, so it's it's hard to poop on him. I bet Cleveland last week, and a ton of it was just they can run the ball, so I don't have to rely on Baker. And Wentz will probably screw up. And I don't even know if they ran the ball that well, but I, I nailed the Baker will or Wentz. They did will in the second part. They did in yeah, the second part. So, yeah. So Wentz Wentz screwing up came to fruition. That game wasn't as close as it even showed on the scoreboard. And yeah, Cleveland wasn't good in that game, and they still covered easily. No. That's what we can say about Cleveland Phillies. is my twenty yeah. fourth ranked offense right now. Jacksonville is my thirty second. Yeah, hard pass in this game, <laughs> and that that says under forty nine. But at the same time, the shenanigans from these defenses, I want no part of this. Yeah, so many hard the, the lack of yeah. lack of warm bodies is, is is easy to easy to pass on. Okay, we agree. Uh, Carolina, Minnesota, Teddy coming home. Uh, Off the Teddy's board, coming home. Is he going to play? I think is he plays. Christian McCaffrey is practicing. I, that's not to say he'll play. He's practicing. That's something. I think Teddy plays. Teddy was available last week, but as the backup. They they had him available in case. But they didn't want to start him for precautionary. And they also said, it's the Lions. We can win this with an XFL quarterback. Look at this pathetic team. And they did. They shut him out. And that XFL quarterback, like I mentioned before, he threw two picks in the end zone and still won 20 to nothing. Like that, that was a gross performance by the lions. I think it speaks more to the, how bad the lions were than to anything about Carolina. Carolina's defense is not good. That's another, just, I'm going to keep making fun of the lions, how you weren't able to move the ball more. And yes, yeah, you were missing a lot of injured, uh, injured, injured skill position players. And that sucks. And that's where I'm stuck on this. I want to bet this over so bad. With Even with Thielen out, I think that maybe even depresses it a little. Where I think Minnesota still can move the ball with the tight ends, with Diggs, you know, just uh, Dalvin Cook, even Madison, like out in space against this bad defense. And Minnesota's defense, as we just saw, is just as bad. It's a bottom five defense. It doesn't matter who's getting back. They get no pressure on anyone. They can't cover anyone. This is a, as good of, if not better, receiving core with those three receivers out in Carolina. If Teddy's back, I'm hitting this over. Like All I, all I have to hear is Teddy's playing, and I'll play this up to 50. Okay. Okay. I've, that's a it's good off angle. The board. It's off it's the board angle. for the most part where we, where we uh, sit right now on Tuesday night. I am gonna yeah. open up uh, twelve tabs right now. See if Circa. I can get it anywhere. Circa has it up to forty-eight and a half. Well, I'll call out Eric. Um, Eric Parkilla. Nice. Um, Wire okay. some money. I like it. Uh, that's a good angle. I, I I don't have any further takes on this. Uh, I generally agree with all that. Carolina's. I mean that that result last week was absolutely wild. 20 to nothing. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was so strange. Um, Carolina's defense is not that good. Uh, they are surely going to give up points to Minnesota. Um, okay. I, I'm on board. Uh, and no lean on the side either way. Oh, Carolina. Like I would okay. play Carolina or Carolina money line. But oh, if McCaffrey, if McCaffrey and, 
and Teddy are full go, they're live to win this. And, okay. and none of that. It's in Minnesota. It's indoors. It's another reason to love this over. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I'm on board with that. That all sounds good. Um, let's move down to a rematch of a game we saw on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. It was Tennessee versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis was clearly the better team in that game. They had more to play for. Their life was more on the line. Tennessee was looking a little fat and happy. They were a little sloppy. Uh, they conceded some special teams gaffes. They um, really just stunk in the second half. They made no good adjustments at halftime, even though they had a halftime lead. Um, and I think that's obscuring the market here a bit, although this is a complicated one because there are a lot of injuries for Tennessee. We have a number of important pieces who will be out of this game for the Titans. And surely that colors the handicap, but it is a little speculative to know how much it's going to matter when some of them are cluster injuries. It looks like the entire left side of the line is going to be out. Doubt we are going to see um, Sam, Sam Brios for sure out. Saffold, I don't think, is going to play. Luan's been out for a while, and his absence has been felt. Uh, it's going especially to be a rookie left tackle. Especially in their run. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, the, the run has been a little blah all season because it's been super predictable like art smith is not coordinating as well through the middle of the season as he was at the beginning of the season or at the as he was at the end of last season like somehow whatever he was doing the magic touch art smith brought to this tennessee offense is gone because they were they were number one with a bullet on offense through the first um, you know, six weeks of this season. They were incredible. They have slipped to 10th. And a lot of that is because the rushing attack just isn't effective at all for them uh, outside of what, that one game against the Texans. I think that Henry had like 250 yards or something. Um, no, otherwise, that's the thing when, when Henry is getting a decent stat line, a lot of it is like he has one couple big, big pops. Yeah. yeah. The sack, the sack Barkley. Sack Barkley. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we all knew the red zone, the crazy red zone efficiency wouldn't continue for years on end. So I guess a little drawback on this team isn't super surprising. Um, this line is right where it should be, man. Oh, three and a half? Really? Yeah. It's almost four, it was four today. I, Are you going to bet, bet Tennessee? It, I, I bet it at four. Yes, I had to. Four? Can't really? You think that fair price with, is three and a half? With, the, with these injuries? Yes. Wow. Huh. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't touch Tennessee with your money. We should have talked about this. I, I'm shocked that, uh, that I'm, I'm you... not. I'm not running to back Indy, but I'm just with, with the with the injuries on the offensive line, and then the losing a linebacker. Which again, it's not like it's a great defense, but the, the, a bad defense getting worse. I, I mean, I only make this Indy minus two point seven. So I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with you number wise. And okay. yeah, I'm I'm supportive of you going after this. Uh, once the number got too big, I want no part of it. Okay. Indy, Indy, again, you're gonna give Indy all the time in the world because they're gonna get no pass rush against Old Man Rivers. Yep. Pittman's coming on strong. This receiving core is looking a little better. They're running yeah. the ball half decent, and the defense is pretty good. Rivers also uh, sucks though. What's that? Rivers also sucks. No, Rivers sucks, but he's not going to get pressured at all. Like basically, you if you win this game, it's because Rivers has a brain fart or two. If Rivers doesn't do anything stupid, Indy might win this by ten. 
So I, okay. I, but again, my numbers disagree with what I'm saying out loud. So I'm fine skipping this one. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I still have a high grade on Tannehill. I still have, um, I still have, I mean, I, I you know, Corey, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, uh, that's good enough. If Johnny Smith probably not going to go, Johnny Smith probably not going to go. I like what it he's added to this like offense it. this year. Like um, it. yeah, the, the tackles, the, the offensive line situation is a little concerning, but honestly, like they played up against Baltimore. That was really impressive. I thought they earned that win. Uh, whereas Indianapolis, I felt like they were gifted that win against the Packers. They wanted it. They were playing hard. They were playing with passion. Obviously, Frank Reich is a great coach from a motivational standpoint, from an in-game decision-making standpoint. All that is true. But um, I don't think that was a reason. I, I don't think they were the better team against the Packers. I think that line was wrong. I think that – I so basically, I think the Indy, num, Indy market Indy number was too rich for them last week. And it's been adjusted even more based I, on – I have a Green Bay as a better team than Tennessee. True. I do too. Tennessee. Yeah, I know. I do too. I do too. I Green Bay. Uh, I would say I would. Put them I, I as bet against Indy Bears last Bears. week. I took a teaser. Yeah, yeah. That was do you remember the it. chat when it was they were up? I I made a comment about how what a giant vagina I was. I'm like I can't believe I teased Green Bay out when they're going to win this by three touchdowns. <laughs> I don't. Am I bringing up good memories or bad memories? No. no. No, no, no. I, that, that was, was probably result. the highlight of that stream. Is you, you said asshole like 30 times in one time. I was pretty upset. Was, asshole. That was a, that Bay, was a big yeah. decision. That was a big decision for me. Overtimes have gone my way this year, and I'm, I'm a lucky man for it. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you needed the six for Tennessee, right? It didn't matter. Baltimore I mean, the worst I could have done would push. Yeah. push yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, I'm going to keep riding Tennessee. I'm going to keep fading Indy. My numbers tell me it. I should. Again, another one where it's, this is literally just like, it's 12, we're 12 weeks in. This this has been adjusted up from the look ahead, and I don't think that's reasonable. I, I, I get it. They're, Tennessee is dealing with injuries, but everybody is this time of year. They've, they're figuring out Not ways Indy. to work around it. Uh, I'm trying to think of a meaningful injury right now for them. I am, and I'm drawing a blank. They're pretty healthy. They have stayed. They're healthy. really healthy. They're It'd really be stupid healthy. if they ended up in like the conference title game because they're not that good. My prediction for them is they draw the Miami Dolphins in round one, or similar, and, and beat them. Rivers throws seven picks and loses by three points. <laughs> I. I think they beat the. I think they beat their round one opponent, and then I think they go to the likes of Indy. They go to the likes of uh, Pittsburgh or, or Kansas City, and it's it's game over with pre- with extreme prejudice. <laughs> that's my that's my general read on Indy's this, Indy's fortunes this year. Um. All right. Oh, I played Tennessee at four, three and a half. No different, really, in my opinion, than four. I mean, it's obviously it's different, but not like enough that I would like really shy away from it. Uh, let's talk about Chargers Bills. You got a ticket on this one, right? I this is what I said. So the the podcast I did this morning or stream or what have you was with uh, Ben over uh, from Pinnacle. Yeah, and he asked. He's like, and he doesn't follow along close enough to know what I've all bet for the week. So he asked in earnest, like, you know, Andy, do you have a take on this game? 
and I can't remember exactly how I phrased it. I think I said chucklehead. I said, yeah, one of your chucklehead competitors opened a 50 on this, and uh, it was <laughs> quickly gone. And apparently, if you look at some of these, apparently somebody did open a 49 and a half. That had to wow. be there for like five seconds. So, yeah, I did bet 50. I told people on the Sunday openers as it was 51 by the time my mouth was really forming the words that I had bet that like 50, 51 was fine. Like I've, and I was, I'm so happy because usually I talk too much and act too quick, slowly and you usually. bet stuff before me and then it yeah. moves like 30 cents and, or other people are betting it while we're talking apparently and it's just moving. So I was happy to actually be the first in line for once. I got over 50 in the Chargers Buffalo game. This is reminiscent of lions cardinals where it's going to land on 49 after like three fourth quarter field goals but uh up to 53 and a half i don't know that that's still bettable but it kind of is like this is uh this is a very very bad buffalo defense and uh charger oh, i just kind of had some photai come back there oh it, it wasn't a bad burp like it do you get what the buyback is all about the buyback on the under or the buyback on, on the under. Chargers? I I guess it it moved quite a bit. I don't I don't hate it, but uh, I still I'm not betting it again. I'm not double dipping. I have a good number, but I don't hate if this gets down to like fifty two and a half or fifty two and again, be the reverse buyback and go back. I'm fine with that. But you Chargers can't. You, have found you, you don't. Yeah, Chargers you don't have found an identity reason. on offense. No, I I guess some people are just making that. numbers and they're they're saying these totals are too high this year. Hmm. I mean, they've and come that's way fine. down. Yeah, I don't know what it. What did it top out at? Let's just check the penny number here. Did I think I saw fifty five and a half. I, I mean, I when I woke up oh, this I morning, I I, that I, I peeked on that one because I was curious what was going on, and it was still very, very high. And then no, fifty three and a half. There hasn't been much. For, I'm not. I haven't seen anything higher than that. Pin, this is the peak for Pinnacle right now. There's been a little buyback oh, okay. at 53 and a half, but no, I I guess there hasn't been much buyback. Um, okay. Cleveland, excuse me, LA. The LA this was Chargers. 55. This was 55 minus 110 at Bookmaker. Um, 10, 10, uh, seven o'clock this morning, East Coast time or West Coast. Really, time. really, I did not catch that line move. Wow. Well, <laughs> I don't mind a buyback at 55. Jesus, that's a that's a <laughs> jump. Uh, yeah, it, okay. It could be somebody who had like 51 earlier. You know, just yeah, that's not crazy. Sides. That's not crazy. That, <sighs> the Chargers that have I think, found an identity say? on offense. Yeah. Yeah. And Eckler is getting uh, activated off the IR. I don't know that he plays, but Christ, this could be a fun team. That Any fewer touches for Kalen Ballage is a good thing for us. Exactly. <laughs> they need to just throw the ball all the time. They have like a top five receiver that they should be throwing yeah, to all the time. top five and a top 20. Yeah, they have a couple of good receivers. And for Buffalo, same difference, man. They have some good receivers, too. Chargers. Mike Williams is in top 20. What's that? Top, Mike Williams is in top 20. He's top, I'll say top 30. They top have a top 25. five. Top 30. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Buffalo has a top receiver as well, as, as well as some other options. And an athletic quarterback, I rank Buffalo's defense very low. The Chargers have a better defense here, but it's not like it's a good defense. So I'm hoping to see... Honestly, either one of these teams getting out to a big lead, the, the I don't have a game script where someone slows down and takes your foot off the gas. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Chargers get a lead. Buffalo's great from behind. 
they will straight up abandon the run and let let Josh Allen just play, you know, backyard football, sling it around, run the ball a bunch, and they'll get back into the game. If Buffalo gets up a bunch, their defense is horseshit, and the Chargers can just go to the air and score. So this is, I think, this is going to be similar to Buffalo Seattle, where uh, it doesn't matter who's leading, the game script is always guiding me towards more over. And if we have a slow start, I'm going to double down on this live. So I wouldn't be surprised if I have like an over 48 and a half at some point if there's a slow start. If it's a fast start, I'll just sit there and smile. But yeah, over, over, over. The number is big. Yeah. Five and a half. Buffalo off the bye too. John Brown didn't practice today. I think he goes, but uh, I hope he goes. Wild the off the buy the, yeah, I, I would love him to go for the over, but uh, as far my as power the, number the, difference, as far as the number Buffalo and the Chargers, not that big. My power number number difference, it's it's one. I have I have plus one and a half for the Chargers, plus two and a half for Buffalo. Is, okay. Mine is, is point, point seven five. An LA team going to the west to the east coast, playing in cold weather, is that worth early slot? Four points. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it is with a, a, a shit. So here's the thing. Extra rest. It's, it's, it's compound compounding. So it is a warm weather West Coast team. Just start listing things. East Coast, early game, cold weather, shitty head coach, rookie quarterback. Extra and rest. it's a lot. It's a lot of little against a team off extra rest. It's a lot of little things. They probably add up to like a point, but it, the number's still too big. Again, but if you want to bet on the Chargers when they start charging, have at it. More power to them. <sighs> I bet on the Falcons, and they've been falconing. Why not? Maybe you should follow this, too. <laughs> you can feel really bad about yourself. <laughs> at the end I mean, of the day. again, this is another one that's just like the numbers. It's wrong. It's just it's not right. It's too high. I wish I had a six. Uh, um, I might be able to. No, I thought I saw one. Never mind. Uh, I'm probably gonna play the Chargers. It's not, you mean, know it's Chargers. We have a, we have a friend who knows the Chargers quite well. I'll pick his brain on this, and then then we can decide. Josh Allen. It's, it's stand home freeze. <laughs> Josh Allen. I'm not sure Josh Allen is winning games by multiple scores. No, there's no there's no sense laying these points. Mm-mm. If you like Buffalo, bet bet the over, bet the team total over. Don't lay these points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm probably gonna end up playing the Chargers. I haven't played them yet, but I probably will add. Um, I will. I will uh, lay the table for the Miami Dolphins heading to the New York Jets. Miami Dolphins, one of the teams that earned a big downgrade um, by my efficiency numbers this last week. Um, largely on the basis of uh, poor offensive performance really now a couple of weeks in a row. They had a good offensive game against the Arizona Cardinals, but that was really it under the Tua era so far. Otherwise, he has been uneven. Uh, he did not perform well on the road uh, at altitude. Kind of a predictable spot. Um, did you regret not betting Denver last week? Because I feel like really, a lot of people. Really, really did. Yeah, I, we the talked more, about the it. The more I thought about it, I'm like, God, I played the under, so I was like, whatever. Oh no, you and know. we t- we took the under, and it felt it felt good because yeah. Um, oh, and it's basically not only the did we play. take the under, but we took we took more under. This is one yeah. of those where right, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. there was two quick touchdowns, and, and it's like that yeah. isn't sustainable. 
The total got up to like 51 and a half. Not sustainable. It didn't clear 40. More than happy with that result. I was a little worried about overtime once Fitz came in. But yeah, very happy with our under. If you can bet an under in this year and feel good about an under 46. It's not like some high ass total. We got a we got a mid forties under to come in nicely and I felt good about it. But yeah, the, once the game started to be played, it's like Denver's winning this game. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, what did you think? Uh, I mean, are, you know, are we going to get, are they going to reinsert Tua into the lineup here? I mean, this is a rematch of a they game that was will. one way. It was one way all Miami in game one. It was in Miami. That was Joe Flacco behind a terrible offensive line with no weapons to pass to, so it's not exactly apples to apples. Offensive line for the Jets is playing a little better. A bunch of their passing weapons are back. Seven, though, for the Jets. <laughs> One score, really? I mean, they needed some pretty miraculous backdoor action. Flack the flack door uh, against the Chargers to cover the eight. That's two covers in a row if you're keeping track. They're streaking. Um, yeah, I've noticed that too on your end. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. up. It's probably stream card servers. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, jets are streaking break up the jets. They've covered two games in a row. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm getting involved either way, but boy, if there isn't a good right spot for the dolphins offense, if this isn't it, then I don't know what is. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, like the dolphins, the past few weeks, it's been predicated on, defensive and special teams plays that give them good field position. And, you know, Tua did have one nice performance against Arizona where he went up and down the field a few times, but against a stiffer test in defense on the road, they weren't able to get it done. A second straight road game for a young quarterback who confidence can't be great after he got yanked out of a game, essentially. So I I don't see a reason to, lay this many points but i'm not backing the jets i don't care which quarterback it is. it's the six and a half if it's no this is just this is the it's, it's game trending there i don't have to bet this game like there's just other games miami's past defense matches up really well with the only thing the jets are doing good lately but you know what the I jets needed like. a blocked punt against the chargers and kind of like uh, this under. And, and a late score to get that thing home um, you like the under? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, honestly, that's kind of the same angle. I'm basically saying Miami's offense gets right, they score 24. Uh, and the Miami defense dictates the way that this game plays out, and the Jets score, I don't know, 17, 14, maybe, right? Like, yeah, I think the under and the, and the Dolphins covering are, are the same angle here. I just am not sure which one is stronger. COVID for one of the tackles for the Dolphins. I don't know if he matters, though. Do you have an opinion uh, on Jesse Davis? Not really. Um, Jets had some injuries, too. Fant and Perrine. I think going 16 you know is coming. The Jets without Poole as a cornerback are really, really bad on defense. Yeah, they're really they're like bad. They're 0-11 or something. No, no, no. no, no but like You can just pass on them whenever and wherever you want. No, they're not breaking up. They're not stopping anything in the passing game. So Tua could potentially very much get right in this one. I'm probably going to back the Dolphins. I'm going to wait Jets, for six and Jets a half. Team, Jets team total is going to be like Bet Online has six and a half minus 120 right now as we speak. I think that comes down a little more. I'll take 115 if I see it. I dig it. Can you, Miami, can you, let's go, Fins. 
Let's go fins. Um, all right, cool. The uh, don't really feel strongly about that one either way. New Orleans, Denver, um, Denver. Do you get these guys? <laughs> no, it's a bad team, but they played a pretty good game plan against a rookie quarterback in their home, you know, in their home turf. They're with a, a stiffened up defense, even though it missed it missed some pieces. They got hurt early in the year. It's still a a coach predicated on defense, and uh, I guess that's their identity since their quarterback sucks badly and can't hit any of these receivers when they need to. They did win the game off a, a streaking Miami team, so that's nice for them, I guess. A lost season, I'm not sure how much those wins do for you. It feels good at the time, but uh, congrats on moving down three spots in the draft or whatever. <laughs> um, they get a second straight home game against a, a really, really good team now, and they're uh, a sizable dog. I still probably don't make it quite this big. Where did I get? Oh, no, I do. Never mind. Oofty. I haven't done an upgrade for Denver yet, but uh, this is one where my numbers say to bet New Orleans, but I probably will not be doing that because I still don't have a strong Taysom adjustment. Um, that was a point I brought up. Maybe we can touch on this a little with second games. So in uh, the, the point one I brought up was Luton. It was a weird one with his second start where the, the spread was like 14 in Green Bay. And you know it's hard to it's hard to say like he overperformed. The Green Bay played down to that, but I think there is something to be said about the games after that, and what you get from these. You know when you do get film on a guy, like all right, now we've seen what he's he's capable of, or like we. It's not even like knowing how good or bad Juice Luton was, or in this case Taysom Hill, but you've seen Taysom Hill for years. You've never seen a whole game plan around him. Like that that was a big disadvantage last week was just not knowing like what is the offense going to look like when they have a whole week to prepare and they're saying this is our quarterback because Drew Brees broke all of his ribs. So now having that film and saying, All right, this is what New Orleans is with Taysom Hill, a little more of an advantage, I think, to have him look because he looked good. He looked way better than a lot of people's expectations. I don't think he'll look as good this week with a team with a better defense knowing what it's going to be thrown at him. I am tempted to take Denver here. If this keeps getting bet out, like you see six and a half, seven, I'm probably going to scoop some Denver. I'm not going to feel great about it. Because hmm. Drew Locke is bad. And New Orleans pass rush has got better as the season's gone on. Still have some coverage issues, but these are two good defenses, and it's the lowest total on the board, I believe. I think I have a problem with this total. We talked about looking at an under on Sunday because it was over 44, and I was like, yeah, my fair number is 44. It's been bet down. 43 and a half. I'm probably going to be the buyback here on the over. And I don't have a great reason for it. Um, I can tell you that I can tell you that uh, Denver's defense is good when they get pressure, and they got pressure against Miami. I can tell you that they are not going to get pressure against Taysom Hill, and if they do, Taysom Hill is going to scramble and he's going to gain first downs on the ground. And I, your points about you know what you can do to stop Taysom Hill after you got a little bit of tape on him are valid, but this 
I this is uh you know, Sean Payton's calling a great offense right now. Um Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are healthy. Uh this offense for the Saints is gonna score points. I really think they match up well against the the Broncos defense just in terms of personnel because their offensive line is so so solid and because the scrambling, the mobility should help the the Saints, you know, sustain drives. Um similarly, we talked about how last over the last four weeks the you know, the Saints defense has been performing out of their minds. There is some regression to the mean coming for them, I think. Um, I don't know if this is the spot. I mean, obviously going, you know, you're used to playing in warm weather, you're used to playing in a dome, and now we're going to throw you out in the elements and in at altitude and uh, ask you to play the same quality. Uh, I have a tough time seeing it. Um, I think this has moved too much. I'm going to be the buyback on the over unless somebody beats me to it. Um, do you have a strong objection? I guess one one of the ways that this game matches up in my weirdly, and I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, um, what's the bias where you like you're anchored or you're not anchored, but like you're, you're looking back and you're seeing a pattern or something. Bias? No, not anchoring. I knew, I knew anchoring, but like, but basically, I got the same feeling for this as I did for like when Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints were going at at Chicago last year. I don't know if you remember that game or not. Um, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Teddy Bridge Teddy Bridgewater experience was wild last year for the Saints, and uh, this feels pretty similar. Uh, everybody around, everybody sees breweries go down. They know, hey, we got to step up our level of play. Um, and the offense, especially, I think is capable of doing that. Now that Taysom Hill's got some snaps, I think I'm more interested in an over uh, with him involved. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Any any strong objections? I think clustering illusion might be where you see clusters and random data. I don't know if that's big enough mm. data. It's only one game, really, you're basing it off of. Uh, I, I can get behind a little bit of we're seeing some regression from the defense. The defense was worse than I thought, and then it, it picked it up, and maybe it's right back where I thought it would be at the beginning of the season. Um, I guess I made a case for Denver, and I'm, I'm kind of shitting on it with what I'm going to use here. But really, when you want to do the, the regression – for the Saints defense. Sure. I, I guess there's better quarterbacks to do it with than Drew Locke. Like that that's probably what's gonna keep me off this in the end. It's like Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. I get my numbers yeah, my numbers like... agree with it. It's it's just Yeah. It, it's tough with the the added, you know, little fly in the ointment of Taysom Hill having one game of seeing him, that's probably what's just going to keep me off this altogether. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to think about this one a little harder. Um, I have no idea what to make of Niners Rams. I was going to say Dunning Kruger effect just to make you feel, just do this. Like, <laughs> it's like a dig. Like, like you're an oh, I got, I, I got plenty of Dunning Kruger in my life. Don't you worry about that my friends. Um, Niners Rams is interesting because I was so excited to bet this game the first time they played this season. It was my favorite, one of my favorite games we had on the board all season. I don't think we've agreed harder on a game ever. Yeah. I was so excited for that one. And this time around, I have 
literally no opinion. Um, what is your read on the Rams? Did you bet them to win the NFC West? Do you think they still win the NFC West? And is this um, a potential uh, trap spot because Niners' season is over? Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you make of this game? Yeah, this is the it's the love triangle. The coaches where Carroll can't figure out McVeigh, but McVeigh can't figure out Shanny, and then Shanny has trouble with Carroll. And it's the uh, oh, somebody said it was the rock paper scissors of coaches. It's goofy, oh, shit. and like we did, we we were never in agreement as much as we were with taking the three and a half on San Francisco early in the season. They won that game outright against the Rams, correct? Convincingly, yeah. It, yeah, it, they played a very like, poor like second 20, half. Like, yeah, like twenty four fourteen something. Like they yeah. won, they won yeah. convincingly. Even even this beat up team. Uh, off a of bye, the Rams coming off short rest. Yeah, bad spot. Man, it's such a bad spot for the Rams, and it's such a bad spot for McVay because it's a team that just – Shani is able to out-scheme him every time, and you're getting a touchdown on the road here. It's it's not a bad spot to back San Francisco, I don't think, but I feel like you might see more Rams money come in. Like I, normally, I'd be tempted to just tease the Rams here, but oh, man, that's it's, it. Might be the game I have to stay. It's it might be just like I'm taking San Francisco in the points or nothing. So, well, well, and then go, like I went to my I went to my numbers, and I still don't have a good grip on how to rate San Francisco with so many injuries throughout the year. So I mean, my numbers say. Bet San Francisco for you know like three point eight percent of your net worth if you wanted to throw it through the KC there, but I'm I'm probably gonna tread lightly. This might be a this might be a Frisco plus seven for me. I want to double check. Whenever a team is off a bye and it's a team that's had a shitload of injuries all year, I'm behind on them. Like oh man, absolutely. Yeah. Like who's who's hurt? Who's healthy? Because I didn't have to worry about it last week. Like I I need to catch up 100%. on this, but. When, once I look, and, and I do know the Rams had a major injury who was still going to be affecting them, and now they're going up against, you know, not the pass rush we saw at the beginning of the year, but they still have some decent depth pieces and some good linebackers. Yes. So Whitworth missing is important. Um, indoors, Niners, I don't, I couldn't even tell you the quarterback is at this point. I don't know if it matters. I don't think it's Jimmy at this point still. No, it's going to be Mullins. I'm not sure what I'd prefer. I think okay, I prefer so, a healthy Mullins over a hurt Jimmy. I don't – yeah, there's a lot of questions here. I don't think I can make a plan this game. I do want to throw – I do want to throw into consideration Rams team total under uh, as the secret pod play. Rams team total. It's going to be about 26. It's going to be 26, 26 and a half maybe. Um, the angle for that is, uh, but, but there are, but there are problems. Kwan Williams defensive back just got suspended for two games. Um, Javon Kinlaw, we need him off the COVID list. Uh, we haven't heard one way or the other that he will be available. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of running backs coming back, uh, healthy, but that, you know, that should help keep this low scoring also. Um, I have a 27 on minus 20 to the under. All right, let's do that. 
Yeah. I like that as the secret. That's scope. a play. But, All right. Yeah. So bet, bet, bet US has that right now. Under Check Nitro. There's other places that have team totals early. Under 27 on the Rams. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah a lot of reasons uh, like this. The, the, the potential for the pass rush mattering, the difference in rest matters, the fact that the Rams go under. Rams with home, a lead turn into yeah. a, a nutless conservative turtle. Conservative conservative. Yeah, a nutless turtle. My goodness, do those turtles yes, have like no my, my Like my grandma was used to say, a nutless turtle. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess the um, the highest? Oh, oh, and by the way, uh, I'm lining this one up as a second half underlook too. I'm gonna be very, very interested to see if if Shanahan if Shanahan has something fun, frisky, good coming out of the gate and puts a little pressure, it'll put little points on this Rams team. This is gonna be a good live underlook. This is gonna be a good second half underlook. Um, to this point in the season, the Rams have what do you think the highest point total they've allowed at home is? Like twenty. Week one. To the mighty Dallas Cowboys, they gave up 17 points. Wow, that was such they've a given shame. up 16. To, they gave up 16 to the Seattle Seahawks, and then 10 and 9 to the Bears and Giants, respectively. So the Steve fence plays well. well we had that. We had that Bears State. under Bears Rams under. That's true, and we had the Bears. I mean, I had the, I had the Rams um, all all sorts of ways in that game. That was a fun one. Um, but yeah, their highest out, their highest point scoring total at home this year was twenty four against those same Chicago Bears. Uh, they just play low scoring games at home for whatever reason. So under twenty seven, I love it. Let's get it. San Francisco hopefully puts up a good defensive fight. Hopefully they exploit the Whitworth injury and actually put pressure on Jared Goff. Hopefully Jared Goff is a little shook by some of those second half turnovers yesterday. A little little less uh, inclined to pass. I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I don't know what to make of the Rams. Um, let's keep moving down the card. Uh, KC, Tampa Bay. Yikes. Tampa, my goodness, man. We missed one in the number somewhere, and I don't know which one it was. I'll get it. Yeah, KC, Tampa Bay. What, uh, KC, what Tampa Bay. KC, Tampa Bay is exciting, I think. I almost I tried to make a point for this over because I think it's and honestly if Tampa gets like three punts out of Kansas City they might win. Kansas City's defense not getting better anytime soon. I would say Tampa Bay has you know not the deep threat just because Brady doesn't do the deep ball good anymore. But Brady is so good short like uh Ed Ed Teach there. He made a good point and it's stupid because everybody said this to anybody who wanted to back Tampa at the beginning of the year. He's like, maybe oh, this I'm isn't so annoyed by this. Go ahead. Yeah, may... well, and it, it bothers me too because I hate to see talent wasted when you could be doing better with a smart coach. But when the we said this, like Tom Brady could take this team to the Super Bowl. This is a super roster. They drafted well. They added the right pieces. And really, we even laughed at the Gronk signing. He looked like shit to start. He looks so bad. So he's bad. Much better now. Yes. He's worked his way back into shape and he's a threat again. And they're still trying to do this stuff where Brady's holding the ball too long. Brady's throwing these deeper routes. Like, just let Tom Brady be Ben Roethlisberger, but better. Like, the short shit, he can murder you with it. He, what they're doing in Pittsburgh, he can do that 
150 times percent better and just and just kill people with these receivers like these guys can get separation in like the 8 to 12 yard range you could be taking 7 to 10 yards per pass and really yeah. you you complete like 60% of those you're you're getting stopped never they did it a couple of weeks ago where they they ended up with eight red zone possessions i'm not yeah. sure what they're doing on some of these offensive possessions it goes back to the saints game and also Bad coaching t- time the fuck out these announcers are so bad sometimes. They are. When they said, they said they got back to running the ball. That's why they beat Carolina. They weren't running the ball much against New Orleans, and that's why they lost so bad. No, they were down 21 nothing like that, and the New Orleans defense has been nasty lately, whereas Carolina's defense sucks balls. Like, that's what made them win that game. They, they were able to absolutely exploit a bad defense. That's where I'm hopeful for them this week, that maybe bad coaching is outweighed by the fact that everything can work against this Kansas City defense. They got it was I mean it was the last team with the ball, which isn't 100% true since Carr had 19 seconds to throw that pick on basically a perfect day outside of that. God, he was great. But I I think this could be an overlook even at the current number, man. It's I'm saying going over 56, which feels nutty to me. I think I feel better about the Tampa side, and by Tampa side I mean Tampa money line. I'm not sure I take points in the total this big. I think if Tampa gets a couple stops, they win this game. They're scoring a lot. Tampa, Tampa team total, Tampa in the points. I'm not 100% I'm convinced on this yet, but it's something I'm looking into. I think the over is the right angle of attack here. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of points. and it, I don't think be, I can play Tampa. It could be, it could be a, just because I'm so salty about how they played last week. I mean, more than that, though. Like it's, the coaching is a little clueless at times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that right, you're you're going to waste downs throwing it to Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Every Leonard Fournette target yesterday, a little piece of me died. It was awful. Um, even the Cameron Bright targets. Why are you targeting Cameron Bright? Why are you targeting Scotty Miller? Why did you go get Antonio Brown if you're going to still throw it to these guys? Like none of this makes sense. And yeah, the the um, if um, if Ali Marpet is back, obviously, then the Chiefs' defense will get absolutely no pressure. Tom Brady should have lots of time Stand to operate, and, and yeah, and he should absolutely crush. He should absolutely crush. He was embarrassed on national television. I would hope that he you know steps up his game. He tends to play well against Andy Reid teams in general. He has throughout his career. Um, so yeah, all of that is true. Here's the problem: if uh, if they're up by less than a touchdown, they're losing. The money line's dead. Yes, that's and which I think plays into an over, which is to say, either of these teams with the substantial deficit really just you know we really just turn the fuck up with the scoring, and I could entirely see this be like a you know eighty point like rocking chair over. I'm probably going to play this over. Even though it's already above fifty-five, I missed the best of it. I'm mad, but this is. I, gotta, this is I agree, so I agree with you. We might both be on this, but I got to dig in a little on this game yet. Okay. All right. I hate talking myself into it over after it's moved three points. I know I do too, especially when it goes across fifty-five, which is quasi key. They match up well. They really do. Tampa should score. And if they score first, then Kansas City answers. And if they score second, 
than Kansas City answers. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if they score again, Kansas City will answer. Kansas City will answer. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I don't see how you can play keep away from this team. I think this is an offensive explosion. Explosure. Um, one of the higher scoring games of the season by my by my numbers. Um, let's talk about the mistake by the lake uh, <laughs> that yeah. is Sunday night football. Yeah, this will be uh, – this is on Lake Michigan, no matter where you where you sort it out. It's in Green Bay, Chicago, traveling up there with that shit show. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because we don't know who the quarterback is, although a case could be made that it doesn't really matter, I guess unless it's like Bray or Slaughter or something really goofy. I don't think Mitch is the answer to the problems. I don't think Foles was the better quarterback, but – the difference between the two wasn't substantial either way. So none of this really matters when the game planning, the offensive game calling, and really the the talent outside of A-Rob is so devoid. So it's it was a team that got lucky that there was this crazy cluster injury like in five seconds where the Lions lost every cornerback that played on their team and Mitch had some crazy comeback. Like, you know, the jokes about this is the worst 5 and one team ever. Yeah, they were. I mean, they clearly yeah. were. This is a 500 team at best, and now they're showing it. They had a chance. They probably should have beat Minnesota. If they could have put together, like, one drive there, they, they could have beat Minnesota. They're, they're Correction. not a good offense. If if Foles had five inches left less on that ball. Yeah. First of all, I wasn't exactly sure why they were so why they wanted to just air it out at that moment. They had plenty of time left to drive. They didn't have to play that way. Um, but yeah, throw, Foles throws that pass a hair tighter. They beat the Vikings. Very and they very started and they started with that too. Wasn't that a wasn't there a pass right at the beginning that was picked that hit the receiver high? Yes. Uh, early in that Vikings game, he he threw on a little high. There was. It went off the hands and got picked. So he's just a little off. He's not a. Uh, I don't know what happened. We had some crazy ass run. He won a Super Bowl. He's not good. Um, Green Bay played down the other week to Jacksonville. They absolutely dicked around in the second half and it bit him in the ass. Lost the game somehow last week. They didn't deserve to lose that game. They they should have won that game. Um, I'm not sure what happened there. That was just really odd behavior from from Lafleur. Yeah, I don't I don't know well, what to say about this team. Lafleur is not an either, aggressive coach. He's, either way, I'm yeah. probably I'm teasing this. I don't know with who. I'm just I think I've teased Green Bay like four times this year. This would be a very sexy spot for me. Chicago team total under. Green Bay is a teaser leg. Chicago both teams to score no. I it doesn't doesn't matter. With who is the question? With who is a very good question, and I'm not seeing anything I love. No, I and I don't want it to be New England. No, that that feels horrid. Um, I don't want it to be the Rams because I'm not. No. I'm not on that side right now. Miami is a road favorite. Tease down feels really ishy. Yes. So you're left with like the non Wong stuff, which sucks. So. I'm going to have to think about that. I might just not do it because I can't do open teasers where I want to before I get the good price. 
Can you, is Dallas a two and a half? Oh, no, excuse me. Washington a two and a half interest you at all? No, because Dallas is crushing them, winning the division. Okay. Greatest show on turf <laughs> to Dallas, Andy Dalton, and the, and the, Andy Dalton and the Kings of the, of Texas. I don't know where it's going to be. It'll, it'll be interesting. I'll have to poke around a little, but right I, now, I, right now, I don't have another leg. Hmm. Definitely not the look ahead on Thursdays. Baltimore minus seven and a half against Dallas. No, Dallas wins that game. <laughs> hmm. Seattle's yeah, not, a, not gonna be high enough. Not um, a great leg right now. If uh, I want to tease that too, that is a fun one. Damn. What's the th- right this total's angle? probably too high to be doing it, but Atlanta, maybe. Yeah. Get him out over. I might not Touchdown. have I might not have a leg for this, so we'll figure it out. Is there any college legs? Probably true. Not. <laughs> we don't tease college. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I like that. Close her out. Figure out. Figure it away. Um, Close her out. I'll write this one down. Favorite play of the week: Seattle, Philadelphia under. Yep, this is one we agreed on quickly. We agreed on Sunday. We bet this. What's it at now? I I've been busy. Fifty. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Good. Yep, flat, flat 50 at Bookmaker. Did we get 53? And a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like yeah. it was one that of was those where one. you you had to say it out loud, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going down, right? Like even, yeah. we, don't need, we don't even have to like it. We can just bet that. Yeah, we saw how Philly plays in the wind last week, and it wasn't even that hard. That wasn't even that heavy wind. And yeah, there's a weirdly, 50 at Bookmaker, 50 and a half elsewhere, but yeah, that went down nice. I can't really tell would you. Would you still that play it? Somebody who didn't listen to the stream on Sunday, would you still play? Um, I see there's a 51 out in the market. Would you still play under 51? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, think I don't so. love it, but I would play it. It's hard to um, love when you have a 53 in your pocket. It's very hard. It's really, really, very hard. Um, Philly's defense, for whatever it's worth, still grades really highly for me. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know because, like, you watch them play, you never, you feel like they're making a lot of mistakes. Um, but they have a good, they have, they have a relatively good defensive line. They can get pressure. Um, Seattle is dealing with some injuries to their offensive line still. Um, are we going to get that? Center who snapped for the first time in his life again. <laughs> is he he's snapping again for Seattle? I think he might be. Yeah, I, th- I actually I haven't heard, heard one way. I haven't heard one way either. Um, but in general, I think uh, Philly's defense can keep Seattle under twenty eight here, which is what I would need to get my fifty one home if I had under fifty one, because I don't think Philadelphia is breaking twenty in this one. And if this is as windy as it looks like it's going to be this could just be a rocking chair under and honestly if, even if it, you brought the 51 like i'm not sure what if like the news if, if i'm over confident here in the weather and it's going to come back to earth at some point um but uh i think this is going to be an awful ugly game well just weather, uh, weather aside wince is not playing well and this is a team who's gotten more pressure after the dunlap trade 
Um, Adams helps great point. with that as well. Great, great, they, great, they great, can, great point. They can get a, they were not they were a very, very bad team early in the year and getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. That's turned around. They're not great, but they're at least competent in that sense. And after a few bad games from Wilson where he was throwing multiple picks, uh, they kind of reined him in. They killed his MVP chances, but kept him alive for being a, a team that can win this division, I guess. And they, they, he took care of the ball last week, you know, Thursday mm-hmm. night football against the Cardinals. He took care of the ball. He was decent under pressure. And you know what? They just scored enough to make up for that defense. And exactly. this is not Kyler Murray and that fun, you know, offense that they've put together down there and how he's playing. This is Carson Wentz, who has the internal clock that's broken, and it's just going to sit and take awful hits. Like, if we lose this under, it's because Wentz fumbles, like, in the end zone. And yeah. we, we Hopefully it goes out of the end zone instead of yeah, getting we, recovered we need, for a we need, Yeah, we need fumbles out of the end zone. But Wentz, is, he's, the, he's the NFL leader in sacks interceptions and fumbles right now what's funny is that i'm looking at the, the roto grinders roto grinders weather which is i think a lot of people would reference for weather is just saying like i don't know 40 percent chance of rain five mile an hour winds whereas the accuweather for philadelphia says 90 percent chance of rain half an inch of rain during the game 14 mile an hour winds 22 mile an hour gusts i think this is going to be just gross <laughs> and I have a very tough time seeing how e- these guys are getting to 50 yeah. in these conditions. But crazier things have happened. It rains in Seattle a lot, so they're pretty used to it up there. Who knows? Um, this total. Teasing. <laughs> you can please this total to the under. This one's one of those where Ooh, get a little frisky on the, uh, on the on the RIP Tony site. That's a play. The, uh... If if somebody <laughs> may, so if anyone has a plea, if you know what a teaser is, you might not know what a pleaser is. A pleaser is the opposite, where you have to play. Uh, basically, it's an alt line. You know, like Dallas is a, or let's say Washington is a three point dog. You'd be playing them as a three point favorite, like plus two hundred. So you give <laughs> six points rather than getting six points. That might be something to look into because you know you shouldn't please totals or tease totals. But I think you can please totals. So I might do a three-leg Thanksgiving pleaser for like Texans minus nine. Oh, I don't know what I'd do with over. The, pleaser over. the over. Pleaser with the pleaser the Dallas with over. the Dallas you over think- 52. And then like, oh man, I don't know if Baltimore of Steelers, what I'd do with that one. Under 38 and a half under, is tough. Under 38 and a half. Yeah, that's probably well, that, the only angle. That's probably the I price. guess you just, just go with your or boys. Pittsburgh minus just 11. Just go with your boys. We talked about it on the scope. I can entirely see Pittsburgh winning like 35 to 3. This could I can this could be a beatdown if they I, play. I'm going to see what my pleaser angles are. So, yeah, it's Houston minus 9, Dallas over 52, Pittsburgh Dude. minus 11. Baltimore is going to have to trot out the damn tuba player to play D line. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, it's going to be like when that uh, Russian team had the uh, the seventeen year olds. Oh, yeah, they're playing like <laughs> high school juniors. <laughs> that, that line was, was that line was off the board. They lost like ten to none. Incredible. 10-0? They scored the first goal. But you remember yeah, they, like they stopped the penalty kick too. They stopped the penalty kick and they scored the first goal, and then it was. 
one way one way traffic from there <laughs> all right well we big one we put out a big one the next few weeks will be like this until we get to playoffs because there are no yeah. buys and if you guys like the drink request and you want more drink requests just say so because i got i got nothing to do but tell you what i like to drink <laughs> that's fair um all right man see you on until thanksgiving Thursday. Best of luck preparing your turkey. Do you have the turkey brining already? Out of curiosity, no, it is in the sink. the The turkey is finishing its thaw because it's only Tuesday. I will brine it tomorrow, so it's brined for twenty four hours until Thursday morning when it goes on. The smoking should only smoking should take like five hours. Awesome! I love it. I love it. Um, Smoke. And the best part about smoking a turkey for Thanksgiving. Is it frees up your entire oven for sides? That's so smart. The big that's the, whether you're you're outside doing it in the big oil fryer or you're grilling it or smoking it or whatever. Freeing up your oven is massive. If you got nothing else that was plus EV from this podcast, you're welcome. That was your plus that EV was, tip right that's there. That's my biggest point right there. <laughs> I love it. Um, my plus EV tip was when you make a a, a dark when you make, when you make a brown liquor cocktail. Garnish it with an orange and exercise that orange. Give it a little twister, Rooney. Skittle, get, get the uh, you put it with the skin side down, Skittly so the dip. pores. You, you put it with the skin side down, and you give it a little twist, so the pore. You want you want the orange mist to come out of those pores. It's so good. That's the way you do it, my, my friends. All right, well, take care. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you on Thursday around halftime of Game One. How's that sound? I like it. See you guys. <laughs>